Priscilla McKinney, Mama Bird here at Little Bird Marketing, the home of Cage Free Thinking. And I have such a special treat for you. This is just crazy amazing for me walking into the podcast studio and thinking, wow, I don't even care if we're podcasting. I get to have the coolest conversation right now. So, so looking forward to it. So I am going to, without further ado, go right to my guest. And um, you are going to love her, the amazing things that she's done. But we are going to talk about some really specific things about emerging, about transformation, about leading with soul, about building a tribe, just some amazing, amazing concepts that uh, this chica is walking in full force uh, with in her heart and just with it right out on her sleeve. So you're going to love this. Welcome, Chantal Pirat. Hi. Thank you, Priscilla. I'm excited for the discussion. This is going to be so awesome. (laughs) So I, of course, know you through Emerging Women, and I have watched your success I would tend to say from afar because I started from afar and yet you have this unique way of drawing people in and it's a wonderful thing that you do to very inclusive way of being and walking in the world. And so I want my listeners to hear a little bit of, you know, what your vision and what your dream was with uh, your brand and how you've basically made those things that were in your heart a reality with your business and your brand and obviously pulling right on through your life, just this authentic living. So so I am going to start with um, just telling um, people a little bit about what you do. Um, Chantal is the CEO and founder of Emerging Women, and this is such a fantastic tribe of women and a great way to connect. So let's hear a little bit from you, Chantal, about where Emerging Women came from, and then we're going to get into lots of pieces and parts about where it's going. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, I started Emerging Women two and a half years ago now. And I come from a history of, you know, first being in medical devices where I was really two people in my life, one at who I was at home and then another person, uh, a woman, you know, one actually the only woman in our entire company. Wow. Um, Yes. Uh, And really just putting on a whole different personality in order to fit in and be successful in that world. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. I really was sort of getting behind it all because to me, those traits and the behaviors that I was emulating meant that I would be successful. So I celebrated them just like everybody else was celebrating them. (laughs) And um, it wasn't until later in my career I had gone into publishing where I started noticing that you know, I'm actually more exhausted being two people. I'm more drained trying to put somebody else's behavior on something that felt so not intuitive to who I was. Mm -hmm. And when I started shifting and really getting behind more of the feminine side of myself as a leader, I actually became more efficient. I had more loyalty from my team. I worked less, actually, because I'm leveraging more of my listening and and collaboration and empathy and my superpower of intuition. So I just felt really more at home and more authentic. And I realized, wow, I know that there are women everywhere who are going through the same journey. And I wanted to, you know, really capitalize on, on what I was seeing as a new wave in the world energetically not just gender-based but energetically of a world that really needed more of this feminine energy so that is that is really what propelled me to make the transition from you know my last job and into creating um, a network of women that will support each other on that journey 
Well, the good news and the bad news about the life you were leading is that you're so strong and so you were able to succeed in it. And that's also the bad news. You're so strong, it took you a a whole process to understand that it was not truly bringing you to a place where you're operating from your absolute strengths, from really the core of who you are. So you talk a lot about alignment. And so tell me a little bit about that. What, What was it that was off kilter? I think it's really important for men and women to spend a lot of time in self-reflection and paying attention to patterns and getting to know ourselves. I mean, really, the most intimate relationship you're ever going to have is with yourself. And Mm -hmm. so spending time where you're creating periods of just beingness with yourself where you're you're paying attention you know you could get it somatically within the breath and and you know thinking about your thoughts and what is your inner landscape look like is step one and then you start to see it and you start to recognize it you start to differentiate and discern like what is it that really makes me happy and and where am I aligned and once you get that inner landscape figured out then you start looking out and you think okay where is my life not a reflection of that alignment. Right. And that's when you start getting busy because that's the, our work as human beings is to make that inner outer alignment. Right. And you talk a lot about like when you don't have that inner outer alignment, you may be successful and everybody else looking in is going, wow, great, great. She'll tell you're amazing. But you're experiencing something very different, but it takes a lot of buildup especially in your case, and I think with some personalities, bold personalities, because you are doing so well, sometimes it takes something big to break that. And you and I have talked a lot about exhaustion in our society and what a badge of honor that tends to be. Uh And women, this is a conversation that I feel is the most less intrusive conversation, the way I can start people to talk about their inner life is when I talk about how exhausted they feel. That seems to be a very um, less guarded conversation I can have with women. Talk to me about how tired you are. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how you, you just can't do anymore. You can't, you know, I gave it the office, you know, just these kinds mm-hmm. of things. So talk to me a little bit about like that exhaustion that you experienced, you know, living in a world that wasn't totally in alignment with who you were supposed to be. Yeah, um, I think that, you know, again, once again, it's a lot of the same story that I see women falling into a lot is that we compromise a lot of our feminine traits because we have fear Mm. that they're not actually going to get us what we want. And that is the problem. It's systemic. And, and, and also it's being shown to us in media that those traits that we have, um, compassion, being able to show vulnerability and connection, mm-hmm. that, you know, relying on relationship, all these things historically have not been um, celebrated in society. It's always been like, you know, competition and, and go it alone. And, <laughs> you know, those are the things that are, wow, that guy really did it and he did it all by himself and yeah those are the things that we get behind but actually they aren't that effective Mm -hmm. and we're not at home people who have more feminine energy I should say because I do want to get out of this gender I really want to say that the feminine is at home in relationship the feminine is at home in connection and so that's where we as women as we step into leadership position as we start you know accelerating businesses we're going to work differently we're going to work in a place that's more intuitive and at home with how our style is. Right. And, um, and so in order for us to be successful, I strongly believe that we, we start relying on those and not just integrating them, 
so that we have a balance, I'm actually saying we need to lead with them. Well, that's interesting because you just talked a little bit about, hey, let's let's put gender aside. And so let, let's unpack that a little bit because you from the stage at Emerging Women will talk about the Manifesta Feminista. And I love, I'm actually very drawn to your stance on feminism, obviously, big feminist, big fan, love women. <laughs> so, but yes. that's kind of the thing. It is funny. And I, I love the way that we talked about what is the feminine movement? What is the feminist movement? What does that mean now for us? in a different generation. It was something so different for our grandmother, so different, you know, for our mothers. Um, I'm one of five girls in my family, so different for us. And yet we are really our own worst enemy. It used to be, if we could kind of sum it up, it used to be in the old times, give us all your same rights. And then it, you know, shifted completely the opposite way. Anything a guy can do, a girl can do better. It's like, God, I don't mm-hmm. want to do it better. Oh my gosh, now don't put that pressure on me. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's just this, you know, it's taken the world this time to, to come back to balance. And I in no way, shape or form want to dismiss the important work that was done by bringing it completely to the other side, because mm-hmm. it was only through that journey that we're able to come back and, and speak balance. Mm-hmm. And so I can only say this standing on the platform of the sisters who fought that hard before me and mm-hmm. in women in business and things like that. It just, so I don't take it lightly what women accomplished in the feminist movement. It's just, that's not our feminist movement in terms of how we operate. It is mm-hmm. the same. I really feel connected to that it is the same movement, but talk to me a little bit about that. When you say manifesto feminista, what is the feminist movement today? Because mm-hmm. you were at the center of it and you're calling people out to emerge Mm-hmm. within it. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts. Well, I think, you know, in the recent past, you know, we're talking, you know, decades, um, and I, I feel like it was definitely more policy oriented and it had to be. Right. And I, I, I'm not saying we don't have any policy work to do now, I think, you know, but, you know, there was Title IX and I don't really feel that that's where the focus is right now. I think the focus is, once again, women to energetically um, reclaim mm-hmm. and and allow that feminine energy to fully express itself on the world, in the world. And what I what I mean by that is like, you know, having women explore. Um, things like sexuality mm-hmm. and what is how can we derive power from our own sexuality and I'm not mm-hmm. just talking about like you know being in intimacy with another with a man or, or your partner or, you know another woman whatever I'm talking about like the power of our own sensuality and what mm-hmm. role that has to play there's a lot of shame around that right. there's a lot of self-concept shame that we have inherited from millenniums of being sort of in a subpar socioeconomic situation right. Right. Um, so that needs to be explored, explored, and we need to change all of that from from the inside. In addition to stepping up and putting ourselves on the edge of where we feel comfortable and taking the lead. Right. So that's that's what's you know the lead in business, the lead in pretty much every sector of society. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be pushing ourselves to work that edge, and even if it's uncomfortable, and to work it collectively. That's another piece of what's happening here right. in the feminist movement, which I feel like is is now is working collectively to infiltrate and and to affect positions of power, places of power, politics, you know, industries like STEM and 
and yeah, on and on and on. On and on. Well, let's talk a little bit about the collective part, but let's go back a minute to what you talked about, that women need to be leading on all of these fronts. And, you know, we're not in an agrarian society anymore. <laughs> you know, we're not, we, you and I, we're at a different time. We're at a different place. So how do we honor the time and place that we are and the women and the feminine power we bring to that right now? Thought leadership is so possible and in our grasp. I see you do it. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I see the people that you choose to come on stage and who you choose to have as a posse. It is about, you know, forming these groups of powerful thought leadership that can change things. And so to be true to our time is to really embed ourselves in the thought leadership and not worry about the power of working. Now, there are obviously women around the world who are very much in hands-on work Mm -hmm. and do not stand on the platform of privilege that we do where we can just use our our words and our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is important that we... You know, here, this is what we've been given. We've been given this amazing platform of amazing ability to communicate and transform people through powerful communication and thought leadership. We have to do what is in our time and place. So what was it that was burning in your heart and soul about emerging women? What 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 did that mean to you? Why you had to start this, you know, it is a brand, it is a company, but frankly, it's a movement. It's a response yeah. to something you saw. So what was what was your heart for women in, in starting this? Well, I think, well, I, want, I wanted to say another thing about the, the leadership because this is actually really important of mm-hmm. why I started it. Well, I started because I was in a women's circle. And even though I was working and I had kids and I found my women's circle, I mean, we were meeting for over five years to be one of the greatest sources of inspiration. And the reason is because I would hear everybody's story as we went through life. Mm -hmm. We were witnesses for each other, women having babies on their own, women getting divorces, women changing jobs, women like taking courageous steps, incredible personal risk Mm -hmm. in the name of um, not compromising that that personal alignment. Mm-hmm. And creating a life that's in alignment with you know what's happening on the inside. So that gave me like I was like wow, what if we all like were sharing our stories at, at this level you right. know with with a larger group of women, and doesn't matter whether you're at home with your kids or we are leadership is very different when it gets expressed through women. I'm not talking about you have to be a CEO of a company or you need to be at the head you know the president of the United States. Right. That's one form of leadership. But when I'm talking about stepping into leadership mm-hmm. across all sectors I'm including what is the whole f- being at home with the family dynamic what right. is how is that morphing mm-hmm. how you know how are our relationships morphing but leadership is about stepping in and really paying attention to how we want to be mm-hmm. in the world rather than what do we want to do in the world oh my gosh I love that I love that and it's even it's seen and how do you show up for coffee with this friend where does this conversation go how are you elevating that conversation, that person, how are you giving them space to tell their stories? And you talk a lot about the power of strong relationships. And and then I see you model that. And I, I totally resonate with that. I could not have made it without without my, you know, close knit circle of friends that you just trust and they know your story. And they've, as Brene Brown says, they've earned the right to hear your story. Yeah. And they can be amazing witnesses to it. But the power of that strong relationship, um, it is so important for women because I find it to be the filter. And sometimes filter is a good word and maybe sometimes maybe interpretation or interpreters of all of the messages the world is sending us. 
and you know we're we're getting them at such a rapid pace how do we sort out no that's a message of absolute shame no that's a message that is going to keep me from it may look good to the world i may look successful i may get a lot of pat on the back but i am going to feel out of alignment help, having friends who really help us decipher what is you know true for us and mm-hmm. then i love how you've created that with emerging women is saying hey come hang out with people you admire mm-hmm. it rubs off <laughs> you know, yeah. where can yeah. this conversation go? So tell me a little bit about your thought on the tribe, what you're trying to build. At, you know, let, let's get to that idea of that collectively, how we do it. We talk about how women have also participated in the subjugation of women themselves. This is not like a, you know, a men doing it to us thing. And that's such a, a old paradigm. So how do we collectively get involved? And what is your vision for us as a tribe of emerging women? Right. And this is this is sort of like a very interesting question because I've had a really hard time articulating mm. the magic that is emerging women <laughs> because there are so many there's so much nuance to it. All I know is that women from executives in corporations or entrepreneurs, creatives, doctors, nurses, people running for office are all coming together under the one collective viewpoint that we actually need to change the quality of our lives. That the quality of our lives is not allowing us to thrive Mm -hmm. as women. And, and, And we want more meaning and purpose. And we want to affect change in the world. The world is crying out for help. Right. And we can feel that on a, such a deep cellular level. Mm-hmm. So that's the common thread that brings people together under, uh, uh, in, in, the, in the emerging women community. And what happens when you have a group of women mm-hmm. together, we have 48,000 women in our network right now. That's so awesome. <laughs> when, when they're all dedicated to meaning and mission and change and the betterment of humanity, I mean, the synergies, it's a, it's a catalyst that mm-hmm. just creates magic. Elizabeth right. Gilbert is one of our speakers and she like, you know, got up on stage the first year and she said, no, I actually believe in like, we're talking, you know, I'm not talking about some fairy magic. I'm right. talking about real Hogwarts, yeah, you yeah. know, magic. And, and that the, is She what totally happens. had us too, because at first I'm like, okay, that's going to be interesting. She's a writer. This is going to be a novel. It's going to be a story and bring it to it. Yeah. No, she really, and, you know, as a person who manages creatives, she spoke so deeply and profoundly about the magic yeah. that's in the world in that sense of the world kept trying to serve a story up to her, you know, and she's waiting, yeah. you know, she's waiting for it. And what is it that's out there trying to emerge? And could she possibly stop and listen? And it was such a cool way to view and to understand magic. And her new book is called Big Magic. Yeah. So that was such a fantastic way to understand what happens when we leave behind exhaustion, get Mm -hmm. brave, surround ourselves with those amazing women, and then wait for it. Mm-hmm. wait for it. And that was such a cool story of waiting. And that is something that just has not had any value, especially you and I, where we've lived in the corporate world. Oh, I'm waiting. Um, mm-hmm. For what? You, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get this done by five. Mm-hmm. And this waiting, it was such a beautiful idea of magic and uh, the sense of that she herself felt like she was supposed to be a vessel for this one story. And mm-hmm. had she not waited, 
you know, the world would lose that story. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, that was such a, a great way of understanding it. And that really came out of the blue to me, such a cool message to me sitting there here. I'm like, OK, this is a women's business conference. No, it's mm-hmm. not. It's hard to understand exactly what it is. But so let, let's talk a little bit about what Emerging Women is, what speakers are there and what you're doing, because I think it helps understand the balance of when we say surround yourself with great people that you admire and it brings the conversation up to a level where your whole life is elevated. How do we live that? You say you use the word exalted a lot. How do you live an exalted life? How do you basically show up and, and, and allow yourself to be seen? That's kind of a little bit of a Brene Brownism. Allow yourself to be seen. And as you're saying, but you do that in a in a group so that we can move somewhere. So tell me a little bit about like what you see happening with the tribe and why you're having certain people speak to the tribe. Right. So well Brene Brown is vulnerability because you cannot be fully authentic without being able to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And the shame around that, which I personally experienced, mm-hmm. you know, actually could never be wrong mm-hmm. in front of people and is so deep seated that it just, we need to talk about it and have that conversation if we're really going to be leading an authentic life. You, that's step one. Absolutely. Right? Because at first you yeah. think her work is, work is all about how people have hurt you and shamed you. And then you realize, oh my gosh, her whole work is how I shame myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what the day that that, mm-hmm. that light bulb goes on with her work, you're like, oh, it's my inner life. It's my inner thought. It's the way mm-hmm. I show up. And she helps you really turn that compassion around on yourself and start participating in the world differently. And that's how you can show up differently. But that's such a big part of where it starts. But yeah, where does it go from there? Well, we also talk about, um, so this year, we, you know, there are many speakers. We've had Ariana Huffington. And so there's, you know, Eve Ensler. But this year, we're going to be also talking with Elizabeth Gilbert. And she, her, her book, Big Magic, is actually a very much on fear. Mm-hmm. And the and the creative process, mm-hmm. and um, I, you know, I know just like you know, starting this business and how much fear can really hold us back. And mm-hmm. she is doing a lot of work on really usurping fear and using it and honoring it first mm-hmm. and putting it in its place second right. because well, see, it is quite key, debilitating. That's totally key, Chantal, that you, you didn't say getting rid of fear, putting it oh, down. Oh, there's getting no rid- getting rid there's of it. There's no getting rid of it. Why can't we all just figure that out? And that's, you know, that's really something I learned from, a, you know, collectively within the tribe, you know, is that nobody gets out without fear. You have to become friends with fear and see it for what it is and live step into that. And it's not embracing it like as if, you know, oh, I just love it. Nobody loves that feeling. But saying, what is this telling me? What is the, what is the message here? And so what that's so interesting that we just tracked together on that. Tell me tell me more about wh- what you feel about that, how we put our game face on and we, we, we attack fear like as if it's you know, it has to be put down. What What does that mean to you to embrace it? Well, you know, first of all, fear is a friend. And once again, I have this whole podcast that I did with Elizabeth Gilbert. It's mm-hmm. a two-part podcast on this because it was just so juicy. Yes, it but, was. Um, <laughs> it was but, awesome. You know, I mean, it kept us, it keeps us alive, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, but at the same time, that's 
you know, it doesn't need to keep us, you know, we, we're not talking about survival when we're trying to put our best work out there or get up on stage and have it right. and, and get our truth out there. And, and, you know, there's many ways in which we are pushing ourselves um, as women as we're rising to this opportunity that is scary. It's out of our comfort zone. And when it turns to self-doubt mm-hmm. and when it, it leaves its place of keeping us alive mm-hmm. and, and activates the inner critic, I think that's when we really need to once again put it in its place mm-hmm. and uh, use use the information and try not to attach to it because there's a lot of self-value that comes right after we feel that fear right you right. know like we're not good enough we're not you know we start to kind of go down that road and um, so making friends with it it's not going anywhere right and I, I truly believe in in somatically like really feeling that in the body right and once you start like locating it in the body and breathing and um, breathing into it, it kind of just like it's energy. It moves and yeah. That's the one little piece that I, I, I don't get yet. And I'm excited to stay on board with Emerging Women. And I know that you are such a big proponent for movement. You're obviously um, very in tune with Body a Dancer. And I know there's so much more there. I really love some of the other speakers, Gabrielle Bernstein, talking about, um, you know, bringing peace into your body, into, you know, the way that you're talking. There were, there were a lot of speakers that really spoke about that mind-body connection. And I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear more this year. And, I, you know, it, you're, you were always traveling along the spectrum of this journey and mine's not there yet. But I hear you. And that's interesting to me, and I'd I'd love to go there more. And so I feel like that's, oh, good. Well, then I know what's going to happen in San Francisco this year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It'll be so great. We're getting down with the bidet. That's right. The thing is, I'm tired of living from my neck up. Right. Once again, the mental, like, staying in your mind and trying to work everything out through your thoughts it you end up like a hamster on the wheel and 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 it is a realm that the masculine is more comfortable in Mm -hmm. the feminine is not fully expressed in the mental realms Mm -hmm. right the feminine is fully expressed through the body that's where where that energy is at home i mean these are just basic yin yang principles this is not like some woo woo thing that i've gotten downloaded from some goddess this is based on like but they are not accepted they are not oh true we're we're, we're not there yet and that's that's why it it feels enlivening that maybe we'll get there but you know i was just i was i was struggling last weekend and I was in the back of the car, we were going somewhere, and I just very quickly, it was such a cool thing because Gabrielle's, um, one of her little tips was putting out your four fingers and with your thumb hitting each finger and just like, peace begins with me, peace begins with me, peace begins with me. And, you know, you're right, I'm tired of living from my neck up going, I've got to solve this this thing it's bringing me fear it's making me feel boxed in it's making me all these kinds of things instead of being able to release that and really engage my body and be like okay I can breathe I you know just even just you know touching your fingers like that and just some really cool practices that help me recenter into you know I know who I am and I, yeah. I can I can live through this moment and I can still shine in this moment and I nothing of my worth has diminished even though someone has made me feel like this. And it was such a quick bringing me back and those tools are so key because nobody doesn't suffer the bringing down. <laughs> yeah. It's about how can we get tools to bring ourselves back and when we're talking about, you know, as quickly as you and I have to transition into things, someone can take us down pretty quickly and we got to walk into the room and lead our team. Mm-hmm. I can't be yeah. living in that. 
I've got to I've yeah. got to walk in a room and empower people to say, yeah, we we can make this where we can be a different company. We can treat each other with respect. You know, I don't care that it's not happening out there that what we see. This is what we can do here. And but I can't do that and lead that way unless I'm engaged with what's happening, the, the trash that I'm having to filter out. And as quickly mm-hmm. as I can filter it out, I think is a really a strong uh, look back at my tribe. My tribe keeps teaching me little things of how I can get through that quicker and move back into alignment quicker where I can feel, even if I have to stay with, stay in fear, that fear is not going to go away. But how can, like what you said, not let it go down the self-doubt Yes. I mean, you you just, you can't let it take over. And the more you hear, like you said, the more you hear other people's stories, Mm -hmm. um, and the more that we get women speaking out and we open up a magazine Mm -hmm. and we see more and more women (laughs) telling their stories rather than, you know, um, we're going to start seeing this modeled and it's going to be easier to step into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Well, let's, let's shift a little bit because we take this, you and I have a lot in common in terms of being leading companies and, um, we have to live in this world that many times does not appreciate what we're offering. And Mm -hmm. what does that look like to still have to deal with realities of juggling kids, balance, marriage, and profitability in our Mm -hmm. businesses? And that alignment of, I just, I love coming to my job. I, that's, Mm -hmm. I I love it. And I, I love this brand and you and I connect a lot on branding because it makes us, it's not just about feeling a certain way. It's not, that's not what that feminine is. It gives us breathing room to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about as a business, Emerging Women, you had to really step out and ask for some some big things, get some help, do some big asks. But what was it like for you trying to step in and make this what other people would see as very loosey-goosey, ethereal, you know, <laughs> um, uh, sure. energy kind of thing and turn that into, no, I'm leading a team and this is, we're, we still have deadlines, people. We have right. deadlines and dealing with other people's paradigm where they couldn't see how those are connected. So tell me a little bit about your, your experience starting the business. Well, well first, what I want to say is this is all a huge learning curve for me, not just the business, uh-huh. but actually leading the business with my feminine side. That is a daily practice. Mm -hmm. It is not easy. And the more I do it, the better things are. Right. This is this, all these things we're talking about, mindfulness and Mm -hmm. compassion and heart and intuition. Mm -hmm. These are things that not just are living in the, you know, creative Mm -hmm. entrepreneur land. We're talking to Intel and ESPN and Toyota and Mm -hmm. large companies, um, big nonprofits that actually are also tired of um, leading this way. They're losing women. They're, the women are leaving, you know, as soon as they have kids, they're like, I just can't like put the, the game face on anymore. I can't keep the blazer on and appear like I have it all together. Right. And besides um, those blazers yeah. had like massive shoulder pads I'm anyway, done, so we don't want so them. So done with the blazer. <laughs> Although, you know, I like a good blazer. Okay. Um, this is needed and, and, and it's hard and we don't even really know mm-hmm. what this looks like in business right. yet, but right. we just, you know, so when, when we, at Emerging Women get together and we have business meetings and um, we always start with a moment of silence. Mm -hmm. We start every meeting with a check-in. And if we're meeting regularly, you know, then we'll just do a quick check-in. If we haven't met in a while and it's a full team, we actually go around and everybody gets like two minutes, sometimes three minutes to really check in and we want to hear like personally what's going on with everybody in addition to where they are with their work. So um, that creates a human connection 
and it, and it stimulates creativity and it also helps us for the brand because I get to see all of the different ways our working women some of them you know a lot of them have young one-year-olds we have mm-hmm. some that are later stage in their lives and how they're managing the balance between working with a very intense startup that's raising money that's creating a brand that's right. moving very fast uh-huh. and how that's integrating with their lives and how much balance and how much you know you know inner outer alignment they've mm-hmm. got and so it's it's essential for me to start these meetings to hear how they're doing I'm going because to it's not, essential to the brand I'm going to not go down a shame route of why I did not think of doing that in my leadership meetings <laughs> <laughs> and I'm instead just going to take the tip from my tribe and, and incorporate yeah. that check in in the meetings I mean it's so we're people coming to yeah. these meetings and, and, and having to make decisions that are the best my project manager said in a meeting the other day we had such a great we had like an hour and a half conversation about personal uh, stuff more like development you know team building and you know she was just like she was so happy with where we were in the meeting and she said you know you guys I spend more hours more uh, uh, awake hours with you guys than I do with my husband who I chose Mm -hmm. so I want this to work I want this to be good Mm -hmm. and I was like wow that is so where I want people to be and it was so fun to see her happy in that but I can see where there are so many more things like that that I can bring to the table and help lead and let people step in and be themselves more so that I mean you just gave me my gift for today so that's awesome but you you said compassion and mindfulness that they're coming into these meetings then you're able to not only be compassionate and mindful about where they're coming from in this moment but also allowing yourself to do that you know you may be coming from a really difficult personal conversation into the conference room and it gives you that space to have some compassion for yourself and be mindful it's like I'm 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 going to need a minute. Yeah, and and it also allows us to practice that conscious communication and being able to fully articulate what we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we just experience stuff and we just sweep it under the rug. We don't pay attention to it, you know. Right, and right. so, and you know, we're not like over processing. We have you know a lot of work to do. So, <laughs> yeah. but it's it really helpful to create that time and that space. Right. So we are focusing more on the being, mm-hmm. leading with the being, and then the, having the doing coming from that space. I am absolutely looking forward to San Francisco. I can't wait to see you face to face. And we are, you've converted me from an attendee to a sponsor because I believe in this. And thank you for starting it, for inviting me, for really, you know, honoring who you are and giving, you know, so many more people the space to say it is possible for you to show up as who you are and still be in business. It's not this, Mm -hmm. um, I've got to check in and check out so that I can, you know, emerge now at home. And that, that was the beginning of that movement where we had to go through those difficult times. And now I can start being who I want to be at home. And in this relationship, Mm -hmm. it starts expanding out. But when you get a taste for being able to show up everywhere and anywhere as who you are, as you're building a marketing plan, as you're writing copy, as you're talking with an employee, as you're interviewing, just the, you get a little taste of it and then you want it. You want to be able Mm -hmm. to truly be who you are in every aspect of your life. And that is a big gift. So thank you, Chantal, for, for making a space for that. I thank you so much oh for my seeing gosh. it. Oh, it's so good. And San Francisco, let me, I want to give you a minute just to talk a little bit about what we can expect in San Francisco this year, this October. Yeah. You know, I just where, where can my listeners learn a little bit more about you and get connected? 
Okay, so the website is emergingwomen.com. We're going to have Jane Goodall, Elizabeth Gilbert, Brene Brown, Esther Perel, Tarari Trent. We're going to be hearing from, you know, inspirational thought leaders. We're also going to be tackling issues like unconscious bias. We're going to have speakers from founders of Stitch Fix and New Belgium Brewery, as well as executive leaders in LinkedIn and Google. We're going to be doing yoga, meditation, and dance throughout this whole thing. And we're going to be connecting with all the women that are there through a process that we call Power Circles. And we'll be doing that throughout the whole event as, as well, where we have intimate connections with, you know, small groups of women throughout the event. So it's, it's and we are, you know, we have sponsors like MailChimp and, and, and many other mm-hmm. uh, entreport uh, companies across all sectors coming in to sponsor this. So it is a real community of, of people and, and companies that, and nonprofits that really want to support this new paradigm for women's leadership. Right. And it is just packed. I mean, it's crazy. I love that it's like literally from the moment you get there, it's just inspiration after inspiration and inspiration. And you do have time to talk and connect and it is very human. It feels very much like that. But I feel like there's just no wasted time. You guys constantly, I can't believe you delivered that many like top notch speakers. And it just, you really introduced me to people. I probably wouldn't have gone out and sought and yet they've made a huge impact in my life. Gabrielle Bernstein's one of those and Mm -hmm. uh, Kristen Wheeler. Oh my gosh. How much do you mm-hmm. love her and mm-hmm. just her work on Native Genius? So I can't wait for what you're going to serve up to us um, this year. But definitely get on to Emerging Women and get on that newsletter if you can't get out and, you know, read those blogs and, and just see that there are other people out there doing that. And that doesn't exclude the men. Bring your feminine to work, you know, show up, show up, show us who you are and don't be afraid. So I, I want people to be included in that tribe. So this has been amazing. Chantal, thank you so much for giving me the time and uh, letting my listeners hear a little bit more insight about what is possible for them as they lead their companies, they lead their marketing strategies and all the things we have to do, but how we can not disembody, you know, and really just show up and, and do powerful, powerful work but really enjoy the human experience we we've been given while we're getting it done. So thank you so much, Chantal. This has been Priscilla McKinney with Little Bird Marketing, the home of cage-free thinking and my thoughts here from Ponderings from the Perch. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.